what you're choosing to put on your body is affecting your ability to advance. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2x speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. Oh my gosh, my company is for real making us go back to work. I don't think I fit into any of my work clothes anymore, so I think I need to go buy more. What am I even looking for? Has anything changed in the last two years? Can you tell me what to wear? Oh, this is Sandra from Detroit. Sandra, you are not the only one going back into the office for real. I just spent some time shopping with my little sister this weekend because she's a teacher. She's having the same problem. She's just like, oh my God, school starts in like a week and I don't fit into anything that I wear. I'm like, let's go sort this out together. (laughs) So lucky for you, I answered this question Literally two days ago. (laughs) Yeah. I think, Sandra, what you know, but haven't necessarily stated here is that there are things that are okay to wear in the corporate America workplace. And there are things that like, for some reason, are not. And that's what we kind of want to dive into today, because you're right. There's something going on that is leading you to ask this question. I, I mean, every time you look on Zoom, somebody's wearing something different. None of us are used to seeing what professional dress looks like anymore, because we haven't for like two years, right? Exactly. But we do want to talk about before we really dive into what we want you to know, Sandra, what we're reminding ourselves as people are going back into the office is that Vanessa and I are white. Yes. An actual 100%. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm apologizing now. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. And we're not going to speak on behalf of anyone we can't represent in this episode. Right. And like the topics we're going to be covering are are fairly sensitive. It's about how you look and what that message is sending. And I think especially for women, your body gets criticized and critiqued all the fucking time. And we don't want to do that. We want to talk about the clothing on your body and hygiene, not style. We don't want to make any commentary about your body. I happen to be very rotund. It's my favorite way to be. This is how my body exists in the world. There's a way to make sure that I'm like clean and presentable and professional, even with my like crazy red pink hair right now and my wild tattoo and my like purple hair that I've had and my curly hair when I get up in the morning and my straight hair. Like there's ways to like be true to you and your style and be in your body exactly how it is and love that and still maintain professional business dress. And the other thing we want to say is our goal here is to show you exactly how the rules of corporate America are as they're presently constituted. (laughs) Holland said it this way. She's like, a football field is exactly 100 yards long and exactly this much wide. Don't ask me how wide a football field is. I don't know why I chose to give this example (laughs) earlier, but here we are. Um, But there are rules. Yeah. Okay. And and you know that the work wives, our job is to tell you what they are Mm -hmm. so that you can play by them and win by them. And- And then fuck them up. (laughs) So that's our end game here to use another. Is that a sports thing? I guess end game end zone maybe. I don't know. End game feels like like the end of the like a little too apocalyptic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, If the apocalypse (laughs) also brings in nobody judging each other for what they look like, great, very cool and fun. Hundred percent down. We're on board. But yeah, for today we're telling you how it is Mm -hmm. so that you can have the most up to date information to make the best decisions for you and your career. We want to change this. We super do. Like I have a tattoo. I just got it. I'm very aware of it. I like different colored hair. I don't want that to be a problem, but you need to know what you're walking into. 
right now and then together as we grow up and grow old and some people in corporate America die, we will work through this together. So that's what we're going to dive into today for you, Sandra, and anyone else who's having this absolute crisis of a dilemma. Oh my God, seriously. <laughs> um, and that's what we'll do after the break. We have some big news. Yeah, we do. We've been coaching for a while um, to great success. I think we're responsible for, we might be a pushing a million dollars. We might be responsible for a million dollars in people's accounts right now. What we're telling you is <laughs> we are opening our client list to the public, uh, which has never been done before. And the first and only place you're going to hear about that is subscribing to our email list. To sign up for our email list, visit our website, askyourworkwife.com. We will not spam you, but we want to make sure that if you really need customized, personalized, tailored coaching and how to get more out of corporate America, we want you to hear about it first. So sign up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's make it 2 million, ladies. Hey. Since we're back from the break, giving all of our caveats up top, the first thing we're going to talk about <laughs> is hair and tattoos because that's how we roll. <laughs> so... I used to work at a company that employed 4,000 people. One of them, her name was Crystal. She was amazing. Great personality, wonderful person. She worked in HR and had the personality for it. Words cannot express how HR she was, actually. <laughs> um, she she was like bubbly and personable, but also like could shoot you straight and tell you exactly how your benefits could work to your benefit, actually. <laughs> uh -huh. And for purposes of the following story... <laughs> You also need to know that she had the funkiest haircut. She had her cosmetology license, so she was always cutting other people's hair, too. She's cut my hair a couple times. And she had a short pixie cut. She changed the colors all the time. Like, one summer, she, like, dyed her kid's hair that's normally blonde, totally unicorn pink. It was incredible. I still have pictures of it, like, to die for. She had these really cool, like, art pieces, tattoos on, like, on her arms. They weren't, like, full sleeves. They weren't that dark, but they, like would definitely come down over her like wrists and her arms like and she used to wear like cap sleeves all the time like she was like I don't know like the cool older sister the cool aunt like that vibe cool. like uh, she's like a breath of actual fresh air in the middle of like a very conservative company in the middle of a very conservative state in the middle of a very conservative industry so like interesting it was very nice to just like oh she's a real person yeah. do you know what I mean we love crystal period <laughs> great um now all that being said, she she caught me after work one day and she was clearly visibly upset. And I was like, Crystal, what is happening? Like, she is not the person that gets flustered easily. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's like, well, I just I just like had a meeting with my mentor that I I, I don't know what to do about it. And I was like, well, OK, do you want to talk? She's like, we got off campus and went to our favorite restaurant. You all know where that is. <laughs> Bartender's name is David. I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. So we sat there and she, she just outlined that like her mentor said, I have been in meetings where your name has been brought up to be promoted to senior recruiter. And every time your name comes up, you get passed over. If you want to be promoted, and that's probably another 50, 60K sure. in, in salary. If you want to become the face of this company, you're going to need to update your appearance. And, and I was like, what does update mean? She's like, basically they said your tattoos need to be covered. Your hair needs to be natural colors and like a normal length. I say all this with air quotes, right? Vanessa's got air quotes yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> natural, normal, like quote, 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 quote. Yeah. Quote. Yeah. And she was devastated because she's like, I have to choose, I guess, between like looking not like myself and a substantial amount of money and growth in my career. 
and she didn't know what she was going to do. Like I caught her like five minutes after this meeting happened. So like she's still in the throes of it, but like I've never seen just raw emotion about it to this day. Actually. That's so intense. It's really intense. And, and like, I, I, I'm, I'm very aware that like Sandra is asking, like not asking this question exactly, but like, I want to bring up Crystal's story to show you that like what you're choosing to put on your body is affecting your ability to advance. And this is a very extreme example, but it does happen. It happens more often than you think. So we sat there, maybe a couple drinks in at this point, <laughs> but like David was there for all of this. We love David. Uh, we do love him. And we like, once she got all of that, worked through kind of all that emotion, we talked through our options legitimately. Okay. You can keep your hair and not cover your tattoos, like change nothing basically. But you've been told you're going to stay in this position. She wasn't making bad money, but like absolutely zero chance of growth in her vertical. So the next option would be like, okay, it's fairly easy to go buy longer sleeve shirts. That's not a massive investment of time and energy and it doesn't have anything to do with your personality. At work, Monday through Friday, you wear a bit of a longer sleeve. Done. The next most involved option would be like, okay, let's work on growing out your hair. Let's dye your hair. Let's like, that's going to take some time, but like you can, I mean, you can dye it now. Luckily she's a cosmetologist, so she can like do this herself rather than having (laughs) to go get it paid for. Um, but that is, that is more of a change that like you have to live with. Like if you don't after hours. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The most involved option would be, well, don't change anything. And then go find a less conservative company to do this at. She had a solid resume and plenty of experience and like I, I think could have worked, but her particular situation, she had kids and she's divorced and like, so she can't, you're not really allowed to move willy nilly at that point. Willy-nilly. I don't, I don't know. I'm not divorced, but like from what I hear, you still have to like pay attention, like where your kids are going to school and you can't just like yank them out of from one state to another just because you don't want to change your hair color. Do you know what I mean? Like no judge is going to go for that. It's just difficult. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's just more involved. Like there's yeah. more steps you have to go through. So that's like, those are kind of like the options and the, the amount of effort it would take to get there. All, all of which are viable, but you just have to know like, okay, if you do this, this is the consequence. If you do that, that's the consequence, right? Positive or negative in this situation. Yeah. Preferences or not. Preferable yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. So where did she land? What did she do? She bought longer sleeve shirts. Huh. She changed her hair, went to a, a great brunette with some incredible highlights and like sure. threw it out. And she got promoted within like three or four months. Holy shit. Yeah. Reporting directly to the COO. Oh. Yeah. Like Crystal. <laughs> like she crushed it. Like Okay. Interesting. So. I, so given her circumstances, the choice she made was to mm-hmm. long sleeves, quote, natural, unquote, hair. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, and take what, the promotion where she was at. Yeah. yeah. So like I, that we're we're over here shrugging our shoulders mm-hmm. because this is how corporate America can work. That's exactly how long the football field is. <laughs> this metaphor is working for us apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I mean, on the one hand, this is why I like this is why I struggle with this question specifically. Is like on the one hand, women receive all kinds of messaging these days, which I'm grateful for. Of like, you do you. Love you exactly where you are. Love your body. Love like your personality. Express yourself. Like all of these things, right? But and like, and we're also critiqued, judged, and not promoted because of them. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's a weighty topic, actually. Like, what do I wear to the office has significant consequences. It's particularly weighty for me right now because I'm newly tattooed, mm-hmm. and it's a. It's I'm realizing like it's a. It's an actual thing. I've never experienced this kind of discrimination before because I. First of all, overwhelm people with my ability to get something done <laughs> and like think through complex problems. So they're usually willing to put up with a lot from me and are like, <laughs> do this. 
every single one of my managers is like, yes, uh-huh. Um, but also, like, I come from a fairly conservative family background, so I wasn't, not for any reason, but, like, I have a nice colored hair. It's, like, a really rich chestnut color, and I love it. I've never had a tattoo in my life. I don't have extra piercings. Like, I've never had any extra thing on the outside of my body that would, like, speak for me before I walked into a room, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also tend to keep my, like, political opinions close to the vest, my food preferences close to the vest, my religion close to the vest. Like, I, I like to be a blank slate when I walk into a room. But I've just recently gotten a tattoo, and I was sitting in a meeting with a client. I, I didn't know there was a client coming in that day. I didn't know I was going to be in that meeting. So there's mm. some communication needs to have in my office. Okay. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm asked to be in this meeting with this client who's – going to sign up for about a million dollars worth of stuff from us like quite possibly two if they decide to go like the extra extra fun route right so suddenly I'm in a meeting that's worth maybe two million dollars to my company fuck yep Uh (laughs) uh-huh and I'm there with like I'm I'm in slacks I'm in like a three-quarter sleeve button-up but like the way that three-quarter sleeve hit where my tattoo is you can definitely see it and at some point I'm like pointing at the board and you you know you can see Texas on my arm now right like it's (laughs) it's also brightly colored which should not surprise anyone so like it there's no hiding it and it was not a thing my office doesn't care but the client later because Mm -hmm. they're doing like their business is professional services for like your home and he's like, we make sure like any contractor who works for us, we interview them. We like make sure they know what professional dress looks like because they're going into multi-million dollar homes every day. And then he started listing what he what he expects them to look like, like what professional dress looks like to him. And as I'm listening to this list, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. And there's like no tattoo showing. I'm like, oh, oh, that one hit different. Finally. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm part of the part of the problem I don't know (laughs) yeah like well his definition of professional dress suddenly didn't apply to me and I'm sitting across the table from him yes right in a place where I'm about to ask him for two million dollars right and like for me in my house I do not want to be the reason we lose a two million dollar contract so what I what I did like that afternoon (laughs) is I like went online to my favorite like clothing store and went to the clearance section because that's how I shop (laughs) and just like sorted by like okay full to three-quarter length sleeves blouses go and just like ordered five to 10 of them. Cause I have a few in my closet. Sure. I like to wear three quarter length sleeve shirts period. Normally, so like, yeah. but I just need to make sure it was going to be a little bit longer. So like I looked for a specific thing, ordered a bunch of them on clearance. I think I spent hundred bucks and sure. I have five more in my closet. So mm-hmm. I'm just always kind of covered <laughs> on the, on like the work front. Yeah. So in, in comparison to, and in contrast to Crystal's story, like for me going out and buying a whole bunch of more shirts, wasn't as much of identity crisis for me as it might have been for Crystal because I like to wear that style anyway. And my core value here is I know that I'm a representative of this company when I'm in front of a client and I have signed up for that. In this particular situation, I would like to know ahead of time. And I feel <laughs> like now I have a blazer at work all the time. So no, well, regardless of idea. what I'm wearing, I yeah. have something that I know will cover this. And for me, that's not a problem. I'm going to have this tattoo longer than I'll have this job. But while I have this job, I need to make sure that I'm representing the company in the best way possible. So that's, that's the choice that I made for myself. Vanessa, what I'm hearing um, in this story that you told us about Crystal and your own experience with your tattoo in the workplace is there's some awareness that needs to happen on the part of the employee about the message you're sending. Because I think you just have need to have all the information, as much information as you can in order to make the best decisions possible for yourself. That awareness is so key. No matter what you're doing, whether you're wearing a blue shirt or a red shirt, you're walking into a room, sending a message. The only thing I want anyone to know, Sandra, Crystal, myself, is like, 
how that message could be perceived and make sure you're aligned with that message going yeah. out the door. Right. And know that you don't have a hundred percent control over that. Right. No matter how conservative or natural <laughs> or like whatever your sure. dress or your hair or whatever is doing, but that you do have some control and you can't control whether somebody in the room likes or doesn't like the color blue. Right. But like there are things that you can control and understanding that you are walking into rooms on a daily basis Zoom or otherwise, uh-huh. Sandra's walking into her office now, right? <laughs> like IRL, people have preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. If anyone has ever watched 12 Angry Men, classic black and white movie, it gets exactly at this point. It is shot in one room. It's in the jury room of a murder trial. And all you see are 12 men of the jury in this room. You don't see any of the court. You don't see any of the anything. So you're learning about this case Mm. only through the jury deliberation, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Fascinating thought exercise. When you go in there, everyone is ready to convict this kid except one guy. Juror number eight is like, I don't know. And like the rest of the movie is this series of conversations where because a murder conviction has to be unanimous, juror number eight goes around and gets to poke at everyone's preconceived notions. Interesting. And the one juror that stands out to me the most is like, he, he finally gets to the breakdown point of like he just had a fight with his son and he's taking out the anger that he feels towards his son on this kid because they're about the same age and like he wants to punish his son for like a decision he's made that his father feels is stupid and he's bringing that baggage into the story room so he's not actually judging the kid who's on trial for anything other than the anger he's trying to put on him because he can't put it on his own son because his son's run away or something. I don't even sure, know. Sure. Right? Right, right, right. But like that's that's a situation you're in whenever you walk into a conference room. Everyone has arrived in that conference room with a preconceived notion about what's happening that day, who's in charge, what their relationship is to who's in charge, how they feel about blue tattoos, colored hair, like whatever the thing and the is. the breakfast they ate that morning. Yes, exactly. Or the fight they had with their spouse, like whatever the thing is, like there's already baggage there. And if you're going into a room and you're asking for anything, I don't care if it's an approval on a marketing campaign, it's a $2 million contract. It's, I, I don't know, just getting keeping your job, yeah, honestly, exactly, right? You do not want any of those preconceived notions in the way of you getting a yes. That's how to be really in charge of your career in corporate America. And one of the ways you do that is by making sure you are presentable. You are business professional. You're walking into the room confident with your presentation laid out and you're going to get a yes and nothing is speaking for you. Not the color of your hair, not the perfume you're wearing, not the tattoo falling out of your sleeve, like whatever the thing is, right? Like let the work stand on its own merits. I think what we want to bring up next, Sandra, and this is something that I gathered from what Vanessa was telling us about Crystal and herself and and what we're seeing here is that the definition of professional dress can vary like wildly, actually. Right. Like because you were you made a very clear point, like Crystal was in a very conservative company, a very conservative industry, a very conservative state. I think there are some guidelines for corporate America in general, but I think it also behooves us to understand the culture of our companies in particular, the way that the location that we live in might affect or inform these expectations as well as your industry. So if like that company were in Northern California, would tattoos and rainbow hair fly? If it was in Manhattan, would that fly? They'd probably say more tattoos. Let's (laughs) go. Or like if she was in beauty, like would that be okay? If she was at a startup, like would it be fine? Yes. Because you're just a little scrappier. No one cares. Everybody's working on the garage anyway. And that's considered a status symbol. (laughs) Steve Jobs is a garage. You know what I mean? Like, geez. I I love your point, Holland. I think it gets to this like 
One of the options that Crystal did have was like moving companies. Now her particular situation, she didn't have, but like if anyone's in the, in the market for a new job and they're finding their company culture is a little too conservative for them or too liberal for them, this goes both directions, right? Like, um, then you start looking for like, okay, what does their website look like? What the leadership the, look like? Yes. And like, what are their headshots look like? Yeah. What are like, how are they presenting themselves? If everyone on the leadership page in the about section is like white shirt tie over 65 and you have like a body full of tattoos and you like an asymmetrical cut and you like to swear, that's probably <laughs> not going to be a fit. <laughs> but, but I, but I want you to know you can still be you. Like I, my favorite example of this is actually in college. Everyone in the communications school knew that like this is a professional building. We have clients coming down this building because we had like an ad lab. We had a newspaper. We had a broadcast studio. We'd like bring in people from the community all the cool. time. Right. So you are public facing. So everyone in this building understood that like we level up here. It's like second only to the business school mm-hmm. and like everyone's wearing business professional. Right? right. But unlike the business school where everybody's in like, you know, a Bane blue shirt and slacks and a jacket. I'm rolling my eyes. Kill me now. Um, everyone in the comms building was professional dress, but you could walk through the hall and identify who was who the broadcasters, the newspaper kids, the ad kids and the PR kids. So the broadcast kids were always the most conventionally attractive. Like you could have plucked them out of any runway or any catalog. <laughs> like, and the girls were always like beautiful with these like celebrity curls and like the big eyelashes. And the guys always had like a chiseled jawline and like <laughs> the like whitest a, teeth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, it was wild. And they just exuded this like, I'm going to be famous look, but like Christian Amanpour and like, <laughs> like, and like Anderson Cooper, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. amazing. In stark contrast, all the newspaper kids were like in, in like hats, Birkenstocks, skinny jeans, band t-shirts, but like still had like a blazer, but that blazer was like corduroy. Do you know what I mean? Like, Interesting. You're like, yeah. okay. Like that definitely vibes for like a newspaper journalist. Right, right, right? Like, He's like, I'm going to go to Rwanda. That's the vibe. <laughs> Um, the, the PR kids were like buttoned up and like really well dressed, but nerdy, not like Uh the conventionally attractive, like, okay, this could work, but like, you know, they're like (laughs) on Capitol Hill arguing some like policy initiative and they're the ones in class would raise their hand and be like, "Eh, eh, eh, actually, do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) those kids, like there's a vibe when I was one of those. So sorry. Hi. Mm. Welcome. And then last but not least, of course, is all the ad kids. You could have plucked them out of like the sartorialist New York Fashion Week street style. Also attractive, but with this like funky edge where they're Mm. just like, okay, I have like mixed neons today or I have like extra textures or like my blazer is like cut in half on one side. You're like, I don't know. (laughs) Is that a thing? I have no idea. It's like those were like, those were the differences. And like all of that counts as professional dress, Mm -hmm. but you just kind of have to pick your industry and pick your company and pick your state. And like, if that is your identity and you want to keep that, Great. There are plenty of companies in the country that you can go work for. It just depends on like whether you want to make that decision. Like back to Crystal, you think changing your hair color for a couple of years was worth a $60,000 pay bump? Hell yeah, it was for her. Absolutely. This reminds me of a couple episodes ago and we're talking like, okay, we absolutely believe work should only take 25% of your life. But if you've decided for a couple of years to go into something like big finance, big law, work on Wall Street, that's going to be a couple of years of hell where work is going to take 80% of your life. That may change your life for two years, but you're doing it for a reason, right? Exactly. Okay, great. Maybe you don't like long sleeve shirts. Maybe you like to be in tank tops. Fine. Play the game for a couple of years. Get the money. Get the fuck out. Use corporate America to your advantage. 
Sandra, what we want to say to you and anyone else who's listening is that the exchange for you may not be worth it. Mm-hmm. That's totally respectable. The question we want you to answer, and this is, I'm going to let Vanessa ask. <laughs> <laughs> is this the hill you want to die on? It, it, it might be. We don't want to tell you two or two. This is like reverse Hamlet. Yeah. To do this or to not do this. Like we're not advocating for everyone to go, you know, buy a whole bunch of button ups and just look like a corporate robot. We're right? super not because in the long term, we want to subvert that shit. And we also know that the choices you make about what you're wearing and how you look at work are not who you are. You know, the work wives like to use corporate America (laughs) to get what we want. This is all part of that. Hire people that you want. Like, I don't know, like get power and then use it for good. (laughs) Fuck it up. Play the game for as long as you need to and then become the senior recruiter and then hire a whole bunch of people who, or even better, don't weed out all the people that have tattoos. Put them in there. Let them stand on their own merit. Do the thing. The choice is yours at this point. If if you're in this place where you want a promotion within the system, then you got to play by the rules. If you want to fuck up the rules, great. But like either way, that's a choice. So Sandra, you're asking us what to wear. The answer is whatever you want, knowing that that will impact how quickly and whether you get what you want. Once you decide what you want, the choice is yours. Send pics. Yeah, please. <laughs> like I need outfit inspo. Right now my hair matches my tattoo. That's where we're at. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Love you exactly where you are. Love your body. Love like your personality. Express yourself like all of these things, right? But and like, and we're also critiqued, judged, and not promoted. The fuck? Excuse me. <laughs>